Hi there, this is Alyssa from Unbusy, where I teach you how to simplify your home, create routines that work for you as a work-from-home mom, and up-level your work-at-home mindset. Today, we have a bonus episode for you. We're bringing on a guest, Abby Haggard, to talk about our mental backgrounds as moms and how they affect us today. Abby is a motherhood coach and host of the Fullness Show podcast, which empowers mothers to step out of overwhelm and into overflow in all areas of their lives. As a wife, mom of five, coach, and course creator, Abby's dream is to raise her kiddos from a place of fullness and abundance and watch that overflow take place. Her mission is to see mothers, fathers, and families set free from the unhealthy cultural pressures that steal from the promise of the abundant life Jesus died to give them. The Hagers also believe parenthood and childhood are too precious of a time to spend just surviving because you are called to thrive. So hi, Abby. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Alyssa. I'm so excited to be here. I love your mission of helping everyone thrive in parenthood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited to share it and partner with yours because I love your mission too. It's so important. Same here. So we were talking earlier and I was really struck by your concept of a mental background and how what we, our past, how we bring it into our future and our present as parents. Can you tell us what the mental background of us before parents looks like? Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically um, uh, a concept that says, you know, whatever we are taught is what we will replicate. Whatever we watch, whatever we um, are shown for years, even in the early development of our childhood, that is what we will project and that is what we will step into. Um, and now there's a lot of, of, you know, leeway and, you know, debate on nurture versus uh, nature versus nurture. Um, but I will say that um, the studies done on this shows over and over again that nature is a very, very powerful um, applicant to how we are raised and how we take what we've learned into our future. And so as moms, as fathers, as families who are raising young children or, or older children, whatever season of life we're in, our mental background is important to look at because it's something that will, um, it will show where we're headed. Um, it will show where we're, what we're teaching our kids. And um, I always talk about how you know, it's important to look at the things that you struggle with. It's important to take a really hard look at the things that you find lacking in your own life, because those are the areas that you will probably um, parent from the most because it's your default. It's where it's where a lot of times as parents, when we are weak, when we are tired, when we are overwhelmed, when we are stressed, which is, you know, if you have a lot of kids or, or young children, that can happen kind of quickly, at least once a week, you know, if, if you're in a season of, of struggle, um, that's where you're going to parent from. And whatever coping mechanisms you learned as a child or as a young adult, those are the things that you're going to run to. And so it's important to not just look at those things inside of ourselves, but it's important to do the inner work to heal and to recover and to be honest with those things because um, we we don't want to project that onto our kids and replicate it. And we have the power to break the cycle. We have the power to um, say no more. And we want to um, break that generational um, pattern that we might be living in. 
and say, um, this is actually where we're headed instead. And so I teach about family culture. I teach about creating a family mission statement that kind of sets you up for saying, this is where we're going. This is the vision for this family, for whether you have one child or 10, um, this is our goal. This is where we're headed, whether you're a single parent or um, you and your spouse are walking this journey together. Um, this is something that if you don't have a direction and you don't have a goal where you're going, um, your past will will bleed into your future. And we have the power and the permission to set those limits and boundaries and um, cast some goals and some vision for um, our families and to build a, a full and abundant future for them. And uh, so I just, I really encourage families um, all over the place to, to sit down and take a really deep look at themselves and sit in the pain, sit in the grief, sit in the struggle, sit with it for a minute and look at it and say, okay, this happened. This is real. This is something I'm realizing. And as we get older, I think we start to really see, you know, what are the blur of childhood was like, and then start to really untangle the things that happened. Um, and then can identify and put words to those things to then do the, the work that we need to do. And uh, so I just encourage people to sit with it, sit with it, feel it, let it happen. Um, write it down, go to therapy. Therapy is so good. It's so important. And it's such a taboo topic for so many people. But if 2020 didn't teach us, it taught us anything. It taught us that we need mental support. We need to be checking on our mental and emotional state almost as much as our physical. And so if we can go to a therapist and sit down and say, this is where I'm, what I'm dealing with. And I, I, I need to untangle these things because I don't want to replicate it and produce it into my children and reproduce it and project it onto my grandkids and everything that we're building. I want to leave a legacy of healed and whole humans who are going out to fulfill their purpose in life. And that takes some work. It takes time. It takes energy um, and it's, it's a beautiful, one of the most important things you can do as a parent. And uh, it will, it will be the most longest, the longest lasting thing you can do as well. Yes. I can see how that's like the biggest part, the biggest piece of being the kind of parent you want, because it doesn't matter what your intentions are. If you're going to revert to those old stress patterns, you have to do the work. Wonderful. Exactly. Uh, and that already answered my second question of how the mental backgrounds effects are present as moms. So thank you. <laughs> Sorry. And, no, not <laughs> a problem. And I know you also were wanting some coaching around energy and batch work and focus as a mom who's running multiple businesses and a bunch of small kids at home. So I was also hoping to be able to offer you that as well. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. What questions would you have for me? Okay. So you do such a good job of just going straight to the root of things. Um, talking with you, I just love your directness and you're just confident. Like this is where we're headed. Um, so I love that. So someone who's like, Oh, I'm running a business from home. My husband's running a business from home. We have five little kids, um, four under four right now. Um, when our oldest is nine and we are trying to do all the things, but set up strong, boundaries and schedule routines that are healthy for all of us, but we're also able to be productive. My biggest struggle is time batching and figuring out how to do that with the, the limited time and energy that I have every day. Um, and so I would just say, what would you, what was the, what would be the first thing you would tell me to do with that particular issue and problem that I'm facing? First thing is I would get the work time out of the mom time. 
So you're not mm. feeling like you need to respond to the business emails and record podcasts right in the middle of the four under four kids crawling up all over you, right? Because <laughs> then you can have a whole focus as the mom saying, okay, yes, I need to diaper change you and I need to wipe so-and-so's bottom and I need to get snack time and I need to cuddle you and I need to read you a story. But it's really hard to be fully present in motherhood if we're also having at the back of our heads, I'm supposed to do this project and write that content and schedule this social media post. Then we end up presenting our kids, which mm. is kind of a, you know, a self-feeding cycle. So I would get your work time either before they're awake or after they're in bed. And of course, use nap time. That's the one gift of life with littles is they go down for naps, sometimes like twice a day, depending on how small, maybe even three times. That way, yes. you know, all right, this is batch work time. No attending to kids unless it's an emergency and someone's bleeding. All right, this is mom time. No attending to work, like for any reason whatsoever, because you can surely wait a couple hours till I can come back to the computer. So good. That's good. The separation is so important. I think that's one of the hardest parts is it all bleeds together. Um, we also run a nonprofit um, for foster families. And so that also bleeds in. And so when you are talking about like saying people can wait, like, <laughs> like people can wait and it's, you're not responsible for meeting all the needs and doing it. And it's at a, you know, this time and this time and being constantly available, I feel like it is so powerful and, and helpful because that's something that I feel like I have to do or I'm failing at something or I'm letting someone down, um, which as a recovering people pleaser is something I deal with all the time. So <laughs> mm -hmm. that's helpful. Yes. And like, if you need to, you can set that inbox boundary. If I'm only checking my phone for work and nonprofit things one time a day or the business email. And if you feel that it's really important and part of your nonprofit brand to get back to people quickly, then you could just pick a certain time, multiple times each day that you know it won't derail. Like, okay, everyone's sitting down for lunch for 20 minutes. I can type out a few quick responses, but it's only gonna be at 10 a.m. I'm not gonna check at 9.30 and I'm not gonna check at 10.30, it will only be at 10. And then I will check again in the afternoon. Like you're making time for the big rocks of the motherhood and the business. And then you're saying, when do I have kind of a not much is going on break time that it's okay if I get a little unfocused and hit a big fire? Well, not a big fire, but you know, a little fire in the yeah. business of responding to the inbox, but something where it's not going to throw you off. That's mm. where you know yourself best and, and say, shoot, now I have to totally switch up my plan for what I was going to work on at nap time, right? right? So if you're like me and it would throw you off, then you wait till nap time is just about over. And then you answer the email and say, well, tough luck. I can't do anything till after supper. So, you know, I'm just going <laughs> to not worry about it <laughs> or till tomorrow. That's so good. That's good. And I, I love that. Hard boundaries are so important. Um, thank you. That's a huge, that's a huge help. And I know when we were talking, you also mentioned having a decluttering course. So I'm a huge advocate of moms needing minimalism as well as that productivity coaching oh, and focus yes. on introversion. So why don't you give us your perspective on decluttering and motherhood and tell us a bit about your course? Yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, I do. Uh, that's kind of the first, this is the first course I've come out with um, in launching my business because I really believe that if we can simplify the surface, 
um, we can do the heart, the deeper work of looking at our past, looking at the things that um, we don't want to replicate or project onto our family um, and really creating a culture on purpose for our family. And so if we can get through the things that you're touching every day, the things that are passing through your hands, the things that you're griping about, you know, with your for your family to pick up or the things that feel overwhelming, like the dishes and the laundry and the toys. Um, if we can get through those things and help you simplify and um, really like ruthlessly look at your home and reframe re the way you think of your home as a place that says, this is a place that hosts us. This is a place of peace. This is a sanctuary. I want to feel peace and like, I can let my hair down. I can take the mask off. I don't have to prove anything to anybody here. I get to be my authentic, peaceful self when I walk through the doors. If we can reframe that and actually help you create that into your home, but not only create it but sustain it um that is that is what my whole course is about i teach not just how to clean out your house with stuff that doesn't serve you but i actually teach how you actually create a decluttering lifestyle and how to keep it going and how to change the way you have your uh, change the relationship you have with things um we look back at your past we look about we look back at how you were raised and your attachment styles to things how you um might have been brought up and maybe you have a lack mentality where you were holding on to um, you hold on to things because you didn't have a lot when you were growing up. And so every, every little thing you can get, you hold on to, um, because you don't want to have, you know, less than you, than you have now. Um, maybe you have, a, a, a grieving heart where you lost someone and these items, this, you know, house full of stuff that was theirs is so important to you. And you don't want to let it go because it makes you think of them or this room full of boxes, you know, is full of, you know, so-and-so's belongings and you just can't let go. We, we talk about loss. We talk about lack. We talk about um, feeling like you have coping mechanisms where when you're stressed and frustrated, you go out and purchase things because it makes you feel a little bit better. Um, or you, 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 you know, retail therapy uh, all the time. And you find yourself just dealing with not only, you know, financial issues because of that, but, but space issues, you don't have it in your home. Maybe you have ADHD and there's just a struggle and knowing what to do first and how to keep things going and, um, out of sight, out of mind. So you forget about, you know, these things and you can never find this and you just feel overwhelmed in your home. I teach through all of that. And, um, it's, a, I think it's something that, um, we, we feel such a pressure in our culture to keep our homes nice and tidy, to make it look like, you know, Pinterest just showed up or something. And, um, that's the, that's the opposite of peace. That is perfection and perfection will drain you. It will, it will steal from you. It will lie to you. It will make you feel less than it will shame you all day long. And so my goal is not for your home to be spotless all the time, because that's not real. My goal is to help you have peace in your home because that is real and that is attainable. And that is actually what we're all um, called to and what is available to all of us. And so I'm excited to, um, to help people. I offer coaching as well, um, support in the course and uh, help people walk through certain areas of their home. Uh, maybe a rhythm or routine is not working for you. There's a snag in your day or in a, in a, actual area of your home. Um, and I'm, I'm really good at finding those snags and helping you make it functional and making it serve you because your home is, is here to serve you, not the other way around. That sounds so good. I bet a lot of people are going to go check that out. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Abby. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. All right. Bye for now and have a great day.